um, but here's a here's a uh, an angle that needs to be uh, clarified. What if because of someone's ignorance and lack of understanding the long-term consequences, a parent acted in a way that had decades-long seemingly negative effects on a precious child? How do we understand that it is Ashkaha Pratis, the innocent child should be hurt? And if we understand, how does that make anything better? Can the parents still rectify the damage? If so, how? Why is the question only on a child? What if an adult is abused? In other words, when something bad happens to you, is it divine providence? So if it's an act of God, we say, yes, see, that's divine providence. But if it's a human being that is hurting me, all of a sudden we lose sight of God and we think it's the person doing it without God's permission. <laughs> the fact that you don't have parents, God forbid, you're orphaned at a young age, is that divine providence? Or are you angry at your mother for dying? If you have parents who simply are helpless, they don't know what to do to help you with your problems. That's not divine providence. You have parents who are actually destructive, harmful. That's not divine providence. Why do some people have really great parents and I have helpless parents? That's not divine providence. The secret is when a person by their own free choice fails in their responsibility and their morality, and they hurt you, whether it's your parents and you're the child, or whether it's an adult against an adult. When another human being misbehaves, the consequence that you experience out of that is divinely ordained. In other words, the child is not in the wrong place at the wrong time and is collateral damage. Because the father was bad, that's why the child suffers. No such thing. No child suffers if that suffering is not in some way meant and, and intended for the child to experience. So the child should take a hint and say, if God is putting this on my plate, I guess he, he believes in me and knows that I can handle it. So instead of just being bitter against the parent, it becomes your divine providence and you live with it and thrive from it and grow from it. What about the other way, the guilt of the parent who feels that they, uh, hurt, they hurt their child? Right. So the, the remorse when parents realize that they did wrong by their child, the remorse is very important and very productive because it makes the parent a better person. But to parent to think, all my child's problems come from me, that's playing God. 
you're not becoming a better person, you're becoming a more arrogant person. To think that other human beings suffer because of your foolishness or your ignorance or your carelessness, that's playing God. I mean, let's take a really painful example. A child suffers terribly and commits suicide. And the parent feels that it's his fault, her fault, and actually believes that the child would be alive were it not for him or her, the mother or the father. Is that not the height of arrogance? Is life and death now in your hands? So of course you made your kid miserable. And for that, you should be very remorseful. But the child's destiny was in your hands? That's very arrogant. So yes, you made bad choices. And yes, you had bad intentions. But you know, there are parents that are even worse than you and their kid doesn't commit suicide. Or the, the child tries to commit suicide, but it doesn't happen. So to think that your bad choices dictate the destiny of another human being, you're out of control. <laughs> you're playing God. Don't do that. So remorse for your own failings, yes. To take credit or responsibility for another human being's fate, that's in the hands of God. You're not God. Especially since you made mistakes. So you can't be the one who blew it and messed up your kid and then you're God on top of that. No, you're not. You're just a human being who made mistakes. And if you regret those mistakes, you are now a better human being. But your child has its own relationship with God, has his own destiny, his own divine providence, and you can't mess it up for another human being. <laughs> a cute way of thinking about it. Somebody mentioned, do you realize that as old as God is, he has no grandchildren? Isn't that sad? <laughs> it's so sad. He has no grandchildren because everyone is his child. So I'm God's child. Shouldn't my children be his grandchildren? No. They are his child. In other words, they have a connection to God independent of me. So I cannot ruin their relationship with God. I cannot change their fate or interfere with divine providence. I cannot change what God has in store for them because it's between them and God directly. They're not grandchildren. They're certainly not stepchildren. So no, you cannot ruin your kid's life. You can do things that are thoughtless and painful, but then how the child handles it, responds to it, suffers from it, this is beyond your control. That's why good parents, God forbid, can have unhappy children, bad parents, can have amazingly healthy children. So 
there's something beyond our control that we have to recognize. Not that that excuses your bad behavior, but your bad behavior should humble you, not make you think you're God. Shalom Aleichem. How are you? You know, I do a lot of talking, a lot of Zooming, many classes, many subjects, but that's all formal stuff. Hopefully good stuff, but formal. We also have a Wednesday night meeting that's more informal and kind of um, Hamish. If you want to join us for that kind of an event, um, interactive, time for questions and so on. If you want to join us for this side of conversation, click on the link below and join us every Wednesday night at nine o'clock. Well, maybe not every Wednesday night, but we try to make it every Wednesday night at nine o'clock a more informal chat, which uh, can be more enjoyable at times than the formal stuff. So check it out. Click on the link and join us. Try it. You'll like it.